Hey, before we get to the bullshit, quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this why you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating review, whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast. Tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the fastest and easiest way to make a podcast. But more on that later. For now, let's get right into today's podcast. Quit my job, keep hippie up. I uh, I put my job on a Monday. Uh, actually, can you take it off? Yeah, I put my job on a Monday. I told my boss, I'm the boss now. He told me he don't give a fuck, so I told him he can sit the fuck down. Toby, why you come so much now? I don't know, but I like it. One hand on my private. Moonwalker like Mike, bitch. I put the stars on my eyelids. I just need a little guidance. You know how crazy the shot is? I can't say no to violence. I might attack on the Titan. Used to be afraid of white men. The ones in the blue, they made it go boom. They had bought that thunder and lightning. I was too black for their liking. I was that nigga, uh, sitting in the big old truck. We be like Mrs. Puff. Hair up like Susie. Hit the J like Juicy. Shoulder lean, shoulder lean, shoulder lean like Uzi. Shoulder lean like Joe. Uh, water bean that hoe. You broke my heart last summer, but I don't need it no more. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Listen to This Why You Should Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to Why You Shit, the fastest growing podcast in history of podcasts. Do not Google that. That is a fact. Though. Who are you going to believe, nigga? Me or Google? They're money get data right now. Be afraid of those motherfuckers. I'm your host, Dom Sharp. I'm back again with some new content to knock your the fucking head with. Ah, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for coming back again. I appreciate you. You are loved, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Mwah. Have a good day, sweetie. Yeah, I'm I'm late this week, guys. Don't don't, don't tell me I'm late because I'm late. I understand that this podcast is supposed to come out on Mondays, and that is now a Tuesday, and I'm literally not recording it until Monday. But things arised in my life this past weekend, which I was going to talk about, but um, I decided not to for a variety of reasons that I don't want to get into right now. But just know one day I will tell the story. I live a lot of life. I still have a lot of other stories to get into. Just know one day I'm going to tell this story and it's going to be one of your favorite stories I tell on this podcast. Um, If you're watching the clips right now, the lighting's different. So my ceiling light went out. That's like the main light I use to record is flickering. So therefore, I couldn't just have that on and flicker on me the whole shot. So I decided to record during the daytime. I didn't record peak daytime. I'm recording at 640 and the sun is kind of going down. So I have like kind of sunlight, but I do have like a, 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 a professional light behind the camera. So that's giving me a little bit more light. But at the same time, I don't know. So if you're watching the clip and you notice that, oh, these clips aren't lit the same, it's because... I don't know how to like, I don't know how to like videos. I've watched hundreds of YouTube videos on it. Still don't know how to like it. Uh, speaking of the clips, I want everybody to go out to our podcast page at Listen to This Why You Shit on Instagram. Give us a follow. Post clips three times a week. Also go over to our Twitter page at Listen and Shit. We post clips three times a week over there as well. Also, this past week, I finally started the YouTube channel. Yes, thank you. The YouTube channel is up and running. 
up and running the YouTube channel is. For right now, I'm going. I'm just gonna be posting clips on the YouTube channel. So the same clips that you would usually get on Instagram TV, like the four minute, five minute long clips, those clips would now be going to YouTube. On Instagram, I'm only doing one minute clips because I like to promote the clips and I can only promote a one minute clip. So Instagram, you'll get one minute clips. On Twitter, you get two minutes and 20 seconds. And on the YouTube, you will be getting four or five minute clips from this podcast. Once the YouTube page gets to 100 subscribers, I will post four podcast videos. I regret saying that, but I will. So if you want four podcast videos, go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> right now, I have the Netflix clip up right now. So if you want to go watch the full take I did on that, I mean, you heard it last week, but if you want to watch me talk about it it's on youtube now you're welcome so yeah man i'm really excited to be back here again talking to you guys i know i'm late my dog gave my homework but i'm here now let's talk about some things so last week while i was going through twitter i saw something i thought would make an interesting topic twitter user at l underscore grazito tweeted eminem has never made a song that has any significance or impact in the story of hip-hop none of his albums are significant in the story of hip-hop eminem was a glitch in the matrix that black people barely even remember 20 years later in sports, before a player is inducted into the Hall of Fame, the voters are asked, can you tell the story of the league without mentioning this player? If the answer is yes, it's not a Hall of Famer. If the answer is no, you get where I'm going. So that brings me to my question. Is Eminem a Hall of Famer? Now, that isn't what the tweeter asked. That isn't how he phrased it. But when I read it, I was like, that's just the qualifications to be in the, in, in the Hall of Fame. To get in the Football Hall of Fame, you got to be a guy that you can't tell the story of the league without. And I believe that there is a case for Eminem to be a Hall of Famer. So let's first look at the metrics the tweet laid out. Eminem has never made a song that has significance or impact in the story of hip-hop. Has he? Well, the simple answer is yes, and the long answer is no. Eminem created the song Stan. Stan was a character he made of a fan who supported him blindly, wanted to be like him, and ultimately killed himself when he didn't get a chance to meet him. The word is still used to describe fans of artists today who do the exact same thing. On the internet, there is Stan culture. People have created whole accounts dedicated to their favorite artists. They search the internet for pictures and videos nobody's seen before. We have a name for that because of Eminem. But no, because although I grew up in a time where Eminem was the biggest thing in the world, a lot of his music hasn't aged well. It's like looking back on player stats in the 80s, like, yeah, 15 points a game was good, but now Kevin Durant averages 30. That don't look too good now. Also, I think most people who are stands don't know Eminem created the term stand. A lot of stand accounts aren't for hip-hop artists. They're for K-pop artists and pop stars. So does Eminem has a song that has significance in the story of hip-hop? Yes. And hip-hop artists created the term stand. Even though the white kids that say it may not know who did it, all true hip-hop heads will always remind him who did. To the second thing he laid out in the tweet, does Eminem has any albums that has significance in the story of hip-hop? Yes. Plain and simple, the answer is yes. The Slim Shady and Marsha Mather LPs are 13-year-olds who just get into hip-hop favorite albums. It's angsty and vulgar, depressed and violent, emotions that any teenage kid feels on a regular basis. These albums influence people like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Tyler Creator, Mac Miller. I'm such a huge Eminem fan, and especially from, from his first three albums, I was like all the way in. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm still all the way in because he's still amazing. But uh, my first song I ever made was literally just biting Eminem and Nas. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. you go listen, you will hear both influences. And I feel like when you when you start rapping in the beginning, you really just take all your influences and and you just rap like them until eventually you become who you are from all these influences. Yeah. Eminem was a main ingredient. It was, it was definitely amazing. an honor, man, because that's somebody I always looked up to as a, a not only a lyricist but yeah. just a, a thinker and a genius musically.
Did you listen to Eminem growing up? Of course, of course, of course, of course. By the way, but like Marshall Mathers, LP, I had some good moments with that when I was younger. But like didn't really understand the genius of Em until I was like 15, 16. Artists who all have a significant impact on hip-hop. Anybody who respects traditional rap or do traditional rap had listened to these albums and took away something from them. The Marshall Mathers LP sold 2.8 million copies in the first week. That is the definition of influence. See, you could make the argument that he is a pop star only because how popular he actually was. The music was hip-hop. The music was rap. Joe Budden once said that Eminem is the greatest rhymer of words of all time. Eminem is the best rhymer of words in the world on the planet he can rhyme letters yeah. he can rhyme words that don't rhyme he can rhyme accents damn near he can do a lot boy can he he's talented there is no doubting Eminem's influence. So does Eminem have an album that has significance in hip-hop? Yes, and I will argue he has too. But now let's talk about things he's done for the culture outside of his music. Eminem has continued to champion the battle rap community. He made the movie 8 Mile, which was about his life, yes. But at the same time, he put so many people in the mainstream onto what battle rap was. So many people learned what battle rap was from that movie. Eminem also produced the movie Body, another movie about battle rap. He has been true to where he started in hip-hop. Eminem also signed the group Slaughterhouse of Shady Records, which consisted of Joe Budden, Royce the 5'9", Joel Ortiz, and King Crooked, four of the best lyricists to ever touch a microphone. Even though the group ended after only two albums, his heart was in the right place. He tried to put four black men onto his megastar audience and let the world know what true hip-hop was. Last but not least, Eminem signed 50 Cent. What do I need to say about this? Give It Your Die Trying is one of the best albums in the history of hip-hop. 50 Cent has songs that if you play them right now they will go off you cannot tell the story of hip-hop without 50 cent 50 cent is a hall of famer so to answer the question can you tell the story of hip-hop without mentioning eminem although the music hasn't aged well and the new music isn't good that doesn't change the run he had and the culture he supported and all the artists he signed there's no way possible you could tell the story of hip-hop without mentioning eminem he is a hall of famer when I saw that tweet on Twitter, I was like really confused by it because I was like, are people really questioning Eminem's Hall of Fame status? Like, I get it. It's like a meme to make fun of his rapping style. You know, he's not the coolest rapper. And I know now he just rhymes words for the sake of rhyming words. But have you heard the Slim Shady LP and the Martha Mavis LP? The content he was talking about was so dense. It may not be street or anything like that, but he was talking about his life. Hip hop comes from what have you gone through? Tell me about your life. Tell me what you have gone through. And those first two albums, that's what he did. So people are questioning that. I'm like, how can you question Eminem's place in hip hop? So I have another hip hop take this week. Glasses Malone went on a DJ Heads podcast or radio station. I don't know exactly what it was, but he did an interview. And in an interview, he had a very hot take about Drake. I'm going to play this take, and then afterwards, we're going to talk about it. He don't represent any culture. Like, he don't represent lingo. He don't represent style. He don't represent nothing. He literally is record. Best he represents represent the hell out of Toronto. No, he don't, because don't know nigga in Toronto is like Drake. Nothing no, I'm about, talking about Drake. he reps Toronto. No, I mean, he's saying Toronto, but nothing about Drake getting out make you think of Toronto. Oh. Like, none of his lingo is like Toronto. 
he don't really bring culture. You know what I'm saying? Like he just don't. Not like negatively. He makes great records, but it's like he's like a pop artist, dog. He really like is a mainstream artist. Like he the first day, dog. Like he don't really have culture. He just make great songs. Like I love his songs, but they don't really mean nothing. What you mean they don't mean nothing? Like you don't get nothing when you hear his song, dog. You don't. You mean you don't nothing. feel nothing or you don't get nothing? I don't know what you mean. I mean he raps for like he's a mainstream artist. He represents nothing. You only think of Drake and hip hop because he raps. But Drake never started nothing but as a mainstream artist. He always was a mainstream artist. He always was making mainstream records. Like right now, all his records is about killing people and talking about jumping out on niggas and pulling guns on niggas. Like 20 albums later, like Drake's first five records, albums didn't have nothing to do with that. Like right now, he's just writing whatever is popular. Like this this ain't to demote, cause like I get it that everybody thinks that it's something special. Drake is a fantastic talent, you know what I mean? And, and an unbelievable artist. It's just, he's not hip hop, dog. That's not what hip hop is about. Let me put my cape on. Plain and simple, let me put my cape on for a second. Now I know a few episodes ago, I did say that Drake was falling off and I still believe in that take, but let me put my cape on for one second, okay? So let's think about the four major points that Glasses Malone made in that video. By the way, that, that original video was two minutes, 20 seconds on Twitter. I cut it down to about a minute 20 because I was like, let's get to the key points. The key points he says, Drake has no culture. He represents nothing. The songs don't mean anything. You only think of Drake in hip hop because he raps. And Drake raps tough when he isn't. A few of these things are violent critiques. Very violent critiques. But let's go down the list. No culture, he represents nothing. That is complete bullshit. I know it's a meme to make fun of Drake because he has so many accents and he, and he wants to be so many people. Like, a few weeks ago, he did that song, Only You, the Hattie Freestyle, and he bought out the fucking Habibi flow. I get it. It's funny to say those things, but have you heard Chubbs talk? The nigga Chubbs that he always rap about. Like, Chubbs gonna hit you. Have you heard him talk? Chubbs sounds like a fucking Jamaican. I didn't know Chubbs sounded like that. So when Drake is rapping in his Jamaican accent and he goes on his accent thing, it's because those are the niggas that grew up around him. Did you know that Carnival, the Caribbean Festival, is very big in Canada because they have a huge Caribbean community? Did you know that? So it's not like when Drake does that, he's not doing something that he didn't grow up seeing because that is... Canadian culture is. It is a melting pot. If Drake perceives himself as black, which he, he can because he's half and half. Drake sees himself as black. And he grew up around all black people. And the black people he grew up around was black people from the Caribbean. So when that time came around, you would emulate you would imitate that because that's the black that you know. That's the style of black that he that he's seen. That's his black. Granted, he may not be from there, but that is the black that he knows. Like a white kid from Compton talking like fucking Snoop Dogg. That's the black he knows. You know what I'm saying? So I think the idea that Drake represents no culture or nothing is fucking ridiculous. Drake is the epitome of Toronto culture. It is this huge melting pot of so many different accents and backgrounds and cultures. And when you hear Drake music, you hear that. Because Drake doesn't have one culture. He's a white, Jewish, black Canadian. That is so many cultures. You see what I'm saying? Like Drake can do that. The songs mean nothing was his second point. That's bullshit. That tells me that Glasses Malone isn't listening to album cuts. This guy is only listening to the, to, to the pop records that he makes, which is okay, which is okay, because the pop records don't necessarily mean anything, but it's a pop record. What do you expect? Bro, my, my, my question to him is, what did he expect Tootsie Slide to be about? Was he, was he expecting songs about his mama being sick? Like, Because that's the drink I know. When he say the songs don't mean nothing, I, I hear you and the six. 
I hear Sanders Rose. I hear those records. I say, I, I hear you with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are the records I hear when I think, oh, Drake doesn't mean nothing because the songs mean something. That's bullshit. You're not, you're listening to the wrong records. You're listening to the pop records, the one the radio play. The radio doesn't play any songs that mean anything. Listen to the album cuts. Listen to the actual albums and then come back with the same take. Because that's a bullshit take, Glasses. The third take he had was, you only think of Drake in hip-hop because he raps. I don't know what that means. Is it because he think that Drake isn't, like, street? Like, like what about Drake isn't hip-hop? I, I think the idea of, like, oh, Drake didn't write his own songs, and that's not hip-hop. But that's not true. We, we have evidence of Drake, not, of Drake not writing one song. Maybe, maybe three, or, three or four songs on one and one time period. That's the only evidence we have. So what about Drake isn't hip-hop? Is it his come up? His come up is very hip hop. He made nothing from something. What about that isn't hip hop? Like, it wasn't nothing, but you know how hard it is to translate from being the kid on the grassy to being the biggest rapper in the world? That's not, not, that's not, that's not an easy feat. So, what is, what is he's not hip hop? I don't get that one. And Drake raps tough when he isn't. That is, that, that is a complaint that everybody has of Drake. Drake isn't tough, and Drake's raps tough all the time. On that Only You freestyle, the heady thing, he says, um, Boy, don't make me have to rise my rifle. Man, try to send some young boys for me. Don't make me have to ride by high school. That's the corniest bar of all time. Drake said he's going to ride by high schools. What the fuck is he talking about? That bar makes me cringe every time I fucking hear it. No bullshit. Every time I fucking hear it, it makes me cringe. But it's like, that's who he is. And like, it's corny. Yes, that's a valid point. What, you going to sue the man for being corny? He's been corny his whole career. So this whole point that Glasses Malone had, I just wasn't rocking with any of the points he made. There's a few violent critiques he made, but for the most part, it just sounded like Drake hate. Let's get into one of my favorite segments on this podcast, Things I Learned on Twitter last week. Last week on Twitter, Magda Stallion and Cardi B dropped their new song, WAP. And everybody had their opinions. For the most part, people loved it. But I'm not here to talk about the girls supporting each other and it pleasing me, my compadres. No, it's no fun. I want to talk about all the hate the song is getting, specifically from women. Let me first start off by saying, I understand that I am a man in woman's business. Yes, I should go fix a car. Yes, I should go shingle the roof. But I also have a podcast. So there's been this narrative of self-respect and empowerment. Everybody should be able to do whatever the fuck they want as long as it isn't bothering anybody or hurting anybody. You can fuck in the name of scam and respect yourself. Or you can fuck in the name of love and respect yourself. Neither woman is wrong. Sexual energy or lack thereof isn't an indication of self-respect. So the women who are shaming women for being sexually liberated are wrong. And the sexually liberated women who are shaming the more reserved for being reserved are wrong as well. Like, what's the big issue? Why, where's this disconnect between the both, between the two sides of women? I'm a man in woman's business. I have no, I have no reason to be here talking about this. I don't. Only reason I'm talking about it is because it was on my timeline and I thought it was a very interesting topic to have. More women have started the narrative that all women rappers are talking about is their pussy. And Cardi B had a great response to that. So let's play the clip and then afterwards we'll talk about it. Guys, so I have seen a lot of people, right? that nowadays female rappers only talk about their pussy and shit and now that Jermaine Dupree bring it up now I'ma say something about it right first of all I rap about my pussy because she my best friend you know what I'm saying and second of all it's because it seems like that's what people want to hear I ain't even gonna front because let me tell you something when I did be careful 
People was talking mad shit in the beginning. Like, what the fuck is this? This is not what I expected. I expected this. I expected that. So it's like, if that's what people ain't trying to hear, then, all right, then I'm going to start rapping about my pussy again. And second of all, there's a lot of female rappers that be rapping their ass off and don't be talking about their pussy and don't be talking about, you know, getting down and dirty. And y'all don't be supporting them. Y'all don't be supporting them and they be mad dope. These bloggers don't support them. They don't give them the recognition. So don't blame that shit on us when y'all not the one that's supporting. Facts. Facts. Yo, Cardi B be spitting sometimes. Cardi makes great points. If the consumers want product type A and your job is to sell units, why would you ever give them product type B? Why would you ever do anything different from what the consumer actually wants? She said that when she may be careful, when it's a warm, soft song about being married and being in love, people didn't like that. So she said, word, here go these pussy rap. And they loved it. That's not her fault. Cardi B is a pop star. Her job is to sell records. This isn't about our artistic integrity with her her job is to move units and if be careful doesn't move units but pussy raps does know what she gonna do give you more pussy raps i don't blame her for that give us those pussy raps give me all the pussy raps she also says that there are women rappers out there that are good rappers and don't rap about their pussy which is facts you have women like no name tear whack rhapsody women who aren't sexualized and use their words to tell stories but they don't get played because the blogs don't post them but the blogs don't post them because people don't care no name gypsy which just no name now has gotten more pub during a quarantine than she's ever got in her whole career and it's only because she spoke out against J. Cole and niggas had her back. Then literally three weeks later, she spoke out against Beyonce and bitches was like, yo, shut your fucking mouth, No Name. Like, nobody, nobody listens to No Name's music. But when she gets on Twitter and talk about social issues, niggas all on No Name team. Nobody cared about No Name before. I love No Name. I love the Telephone album. I did. Like, I, I can, I can down there rap that whole album front to back. So don't, this isn't on me. This is about the women and what they want to listen to. The way I see it as, thing happened in male rap, which I shouldn't separate the two, but let me make a, an analogy. The same thing happened. When mumble rap first arrived, 2016, 2017, when that whole genre became the forefront and what rap was, when that became like, oh, this is what rap is now, it was the narrative like, yo, niggas don't rap no more. We can't find the niggas who actually rap. Like, where those niggas at? Those niggas was here. Those rapper niggas was here the whole time. I promise you they were. But nobody went looking for them. It's easier to focus on the things you don't like than to actually find the things you do. That's why on this podcast, I play people like Kenny Mason. I play people like Deontay Hitchcock. I play people like Toby Lou. People I actually like the music that I like. I'm not about to be complaining about the shit that I don't like all the time when the music I do like exists. That just doesn't make sense to me. And it never has. But at a certain point in time, I was doing the same thing. So I don't necessarily blame women for that. Like, and I know it's like a small, it's a small subgroup of women that have this narrative. So I'm speaking directly to you. If you are a woman who wants women to, if you are a woman who want women rappers to rap about something other than their pussy, it is this. Go listen to No Name. Go listen to Tierra Wack. Go listen to Rhapsody. They exist. That's all I can. That's all I can do for you. There, there are three rappers right there. Excellent rappers. 
women who are great with the words. You can start there. You can go into a hole and find more like them. Start somewhere. But what you can't do is shame other people for their musical preferences. That is not going to fly. It's not going to fly with me. It's not going to fly on Twitter. It's not going to fly anywhere. You must find, You must support the things that you want or you won't. You got to support the things that you want or those things will cease to exist. Another news on Twitter. I saw a woman tweet this week, well, last week. And other news on Twitter. Last week, I saw one. Last week, and other news on Twitter. Last week, I saw a woman tweet. Twerking is unattractive, and it is a mating call, and no man wants their husband, and no man wants their wife to twerk. My response to her is, stay the fuck out of men's business, okay? Why are you why are you worried about what I find attractive, bitch? Huh? That's that's not for you to decide. And it really makes me mad because in the tweet she says, "Yo, ask any man, he going to tell you he don't want his wife to twerk." That's a lie. Hey, my wife better be a twerking son of a gun. Like she just start lying on me. Like she just putting these expectations that I don't even have for myself. These are these expectations I put for myself. Like how you going to say that for me? The funny thing is, she probably dated the dude one time that told her not to twerk because it was unattractive. He told you not to twerk, sweetheart. He told you was unattractive. He told you was unattractive because you couldn't twerk. But that bitch she with now, she's twerking. <laughs> she's a twerker. Like, I hate that. Like, I hate that narrative. Like, some one person tells you one thing, and that's automatically gospel. Because I know that's what happened. And this also piggybacks off the whole WAP thing. But, like... Nobody cares about that. Nobody, no, like, literally, if you a grown-ass man, you out here saying, yo, my woman can't be, my, you know, so, mm, mm. my woman can't twerk. I can't, I can't be with no woman at twerk. You're gay. And, like, that isn't, like, a, a dish. Like, there's nothing wrong with being homosexual. Just say you're gay, though. Just say you're gay. Like, you don't like women. Women twerk. You, but you, you don't like that, so you don't like, you don't like women. Or maybe you're not gay. Maybe you're asexual. I believe asexual is the one where you don't find things attractive. Like, you're not, like, uh, sexual things don't make you hard? I don't know. Like, asexual, I believe asexual was the one where uh, sexual activity isn't what gets you off. Like, you rather just, like, have a, a, um, a gay relationship. <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but you're not straight, bro. Like, if you out here saying that you don't want your woman to twerk, it's something wrong with you. There is something wrong with you, and you need to get over that shit. Because now you got women, you got goofy-ass women like the woman that tweeted this out here saying this dumb shit, and now people having a conversation about it. I'm talking about it on my podcast because, hey, it was a slow news week. But still, like, come on, dog. Don't tell me what I do and do not like. Don't do it because you're wrong. Okay, sweetie, you're wrong. Nine times out of ten, you're wrong. Matter of fact, ten times out of ten, you're fucking wrong. Don't tell me what I do and do not like. Fuck. <sighs> that will conclude things I learned on Twitter last week. I didn't learn a lot on Twitter last week. Um, there actually is a topic I wanted to talk about, but I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm smart enough to talk about it yet. So next week, I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about it. I already got... 
next week, just know next week I'm gonna have a nice podcast here for you guys. Cause this one is gonna be a shorty. It's not gonna. I don't, I don't think I don't think it'd be forty minutes this week. So this one's gonna be a shorty. Okay, it's time for everybody's favorite segment on this podcast. The nasty story. Damo's about to get nasty, okay? Listen to me. Listen to me, young buck. Let me sit back in my chair because, you know, I feel like I'm talking to my young boys. Listen to me, young buck. Fuck a lot of bitches in my life. A lot of nasty bitches, a lot, a lot of good-looking bitches. A lot of bitches, nonetheless. This is a story all about how I fucked this woman while her son was asleep on the couch right next to us. Let me break it down to you. So I met this girl on uh, Instagram. We was talking for a few days. And any woman with a child, right, that their child becomes their main responsibility in their life. Like, like and if that's not, and that's not how she carry it, don't talk to her because she is, her priorities are out of whack. But most women with children, once she has that child, that child becomes her main priority. So we was talking for a few weeks. And, like, I just couldn't, like, I, we didn't work it out to where I could come see her. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? I need to see her this and third. So I was, like, really trying to thump. So one night she was like, yo, can you come over around, like, 11? I was like, yeah, sure. I'm thinking, oh, sh- young boy, she probably she probably had him out all day. He, he going to be tired out. All right, bet. So I walk over to her crib. Like, I live up top. She live on the other side up top. So I walk to her crib. I get there. And, like, young boy just up. He just up. I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. So she she invited me into her kitchen. She feed me some food. Some good food, too. She just cooked. The food was mad good. I'm eating and shit, right? I'm like, yo, can I get some of the drinks? She's like, yo, your, your cup of water right there. I was like, all right. So I got up and I go grab my cup of water. I'm drinking it. Then, like, she just pulled my pants down and started sucking my dick in the kitchen. I was like, well, what the fuck is happening? What just happened? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What about young boy? He right there. It's like the TV on. He he not worried about me. He watching TV right now. So she started gobbling my dick in the kitchen. Gobble, 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 gobble. My shit getting gobbled up. And I'm like, yeah, it's going crazy. So I'm feeling it. So I like I did the joint where like you start feeling the head. You you fucking put you fucking tilt your head back and close your eyes. I did that joint. So I tilt my head back and I closed my eyes. But when my eyes closed, my hearing got better. And I heard the young boy tiptoe into the kitchen and i was like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop, stop. she's like what and then as soon as i as soon as she, as soon as she said what he said mommy i'm thirsty i was like yo i almost traumatized this nigga my slammer was almost he almost caught he this nigga almost walked in with my slammer in his mama mouth no bullshit she's like all right i'm gonna get him some water go sit down right so i sit down on the couch i'm chilling on the couch we booling this down the third she put him to sleep like, very quickly, she put him to sleep. I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. She put him to sleep. And she's like, all right, come on, let's fuck. I was like, what you mean, let's fuck? So no, he's asleep. I was like, you're not going to take him upstairs? She's like, no, nah, I'm going to put him right here. He's not going to notice. Bro, when I tell you, she put him to like, how can I? Okay. If you watch Instagram videos, see my desk. See my desk? Good. Perfect. Imagine that I'm on this side of... The couch, which is right here in the edge. Young boy is like right here. Like right here. 
And it was so crazy to me that she just said, fuck it, I'm okay with that. And just got on top and start riding me right while he right there. It wasn't like it was like we got up and went into the kitchen again. Nah, like we're bouncing up and down while this nigga sleep. It was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life up until I got my dick sucked by that dyke. But I told that story already. It was so, it was so crazy to me. And the craziest part about this is I wound up being with that girl for about a year and a half. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, she fucking me in front of her son. Mm, that's wifey material right there. <laughs> look what I look at the things I think wifey material is. Like, I was like, ah, yeah, that's wifey material right there. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. She was a pretty good girlfriend. Besides the fact, I think she cheated on me. But <laughs> yeah, bro, I got my I got my dick sucked in the kitchen and then I fucked her on the couch. The same couch in which her son was sleeping on. And she was like, nah, don't worry about it. He sleep. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who's nastier for that. Her or me. But. Hey, man. Nasty stories. I got a whole bunch of them. That was this week's nasty story. Um, yeah, let's get into uh, song of the week. Um, so. One of my favorite artists right now is this guy, Tizo Touchdown. I've been trying to put my homies on him for months, and niggas just thought I was, like, a weirdo creep for liking him so much. But then recently, Cam has, like, got into his videos on Twitter and shit like that. He's like, nah, Bo's pretty, Bo pretty creative. But he wasn't putting out a lot of the snippets he was doing. They were just snippets on Twitter. But he just recently started to put some of them out. So there is one snippet that... Uh, he put out, but he put it out under a private link. This is April 17th, 2020. He put it out in a private link. Uh, this past week, he said, yo, if you want the private link, just subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've been subscribed to his YouTube channel for months now. I was like, okay, perfect. So he sent me the link. Um, I asked him, could I play it on the podcast? He didn't tell me yes or no. So guess what I'm doing? I'm playing, on, playing it on my podcast. This is Tizo Touchdowns Dirty Dancing. You filthy bitch. You filthy bitch. Her mouth dirty. She talking dirty. Her kitchen dirty. I'm sipping dirty. We dirty dancing. Her mouth dirty. She talking dirty, her kitchen dirty, I'm sipping dirty, we dirty dancing. I know you the one, I can't call it one, had to cut off one, got a caller one, got a crazy one, a bipolar one, my son just turned one, got him some F1 ones, Debbie baby daddy. Never met him once, he wants to catch the one He has to catch me first I fly around in first I fly around the earth I just like just rehearse Her mouth dirty She talking dirty Her kitchen dirty I'm sipping dirty We dirty dancing Her mouth dirty she talking dirty, her kitchen dirty, 
I'm sipping dirty. We're dirty dancing. Who on a beat all That's actually a great song. I love that fucking song by Tizo. Oh my god. I would love that Tizo on this podcast. I would love that. Um thank you guys for coming again to listen to this episode. This is this is going to be a short episode this week. Um I don't know exactly how many minutes it is, but I know it's going to be under 40 this week. But you know, sometimes we get long episodes, sometimes we get short episodes. This is just what happened to be a short one. Um I'm sorry that it's late. I'm sorry that I'm late and I'm giving you a, a super short episode. Um, I get better. Things happen in my life. But next week, you're going to get your full 45 minutes. I promise to you. Um, but this has been another episode of the Listen to This Wife Shit Podcast, the home of Potty Miles, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to while you shit, the fast-growing podcast and history podcast. Not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who are you going to believe, nigga, me or Google? They're minding your data right now. I have been your host, Dom Sharp. There are two things in this world that every human has. Opinions and assholes. I so happy to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening, guys. Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem, and I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at Listen to This While You Shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page, Listen and Shit. Give us a follow. And if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time. Go over to our Apple podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. The only way I'm ever going to get better is if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.